very, I had an amazing conversation with Chad. Really. I was not expecting it. I didn't have any expectations to be honest, but it was deep. It's rare that you find people, uh, talk to people with deep understanding. Only a few men and women, they're out there, but there's only a few. There are a whole lot of intellectual people who can talk about the truth, but they don't know the truth. They have no understanding about it. There's a difference. The hate report is coming up at 9 a.m. this morning. Thehakereport.com. From 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time. And tomorrow at 4 p.m. After the fall state.tv. Nick Stream. Nick Stream. At 4 p.m. Pacific time. The Anchor Baby. And it is amazing. Don't miss that. Anyway, um, we're going to get to all your super chats and everything. It's uh, Baba Thumper Thursday. I want to hear from you. Whether you agree or not. Baba Thumper Thursday. I'm okay. <laughs> I love that but shit. We gotta... Sorry, Jesse John. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry. So I just want to finish this Ephesians 4 about the new life. And if you didn't hear the first part of this show, you can podcast and hear about the old life. That Do you know that most people are living in Old Testament right now as though it still exists? As though the work was not done by Christ? As though the devil has not been defeated? The devil is deceiving 99.9% of the people, not all, not all, not all, but most. And they don't know because they're listening to the devil thinking that it's them. And the emotions of the devil thinking there is that it's normal. They are acting and believing, believing and acting because we live by belief. Every human being lives by belief. You believe and you live by that. You can't live without belief. You just have the wrong belief. You believe the devil who is pretending to be God, pretending to be you. But anyway, in Ephesians 4, 26, 31, the old life, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander and be put away from you, along with all malice, right? That's the old life. That's the life most people are living right now. Most, not just in my USA, but around the world. It's crazy, but I understand it. You're lost in the wilderness. You're lost in the woods and they don't know it. They won't go always through the woods so they can see the light. They, they go into the woods and they stay there and they start owning it, like the homeless people. The homeless people, they go out and get into drugs and alcohol, whatever they do, and they are very angry. And they, they pile up these big carts of, of things in the woods that they find along the way. Two or three carts of junk. Just junk and they haul it around, they own it. It becomes their identity. And you can hear them talking to them to the devil in their heads. But they won't come out of the woods. They won't go all the way through it. And that's what most people are doing. They're staying in the woods, in the wilderness, the woods, and they're gathering all this hatred in them. 
jealousy and malice and envy and slanders and anger. And instead of seeing that as them, they'll blame it on someone else. Well, you may be that way. They're trying to find peace, but looking in the wrong, all the wrong places. They won't go through it. You got to go through it. You got to go through the ego death. There's a genius of Jesse Lee Peterson. You that you don't even know about yourself. You have no idea. You're going to be like, what the? I didn't know. I, I didn't What the? <clears throat> You're so blind. You and I and others are so blind. It's mind blowing. And you will not start to, you will not overcome the blindness until you pay attention to you. What's going on in you. Paying attention to somebody else ain't going to help you. It just adds to your malice. That's all it does. It keeps you in the woods. But anyway, this is the new life. Ephesians 4. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. That is in them. Do that is the most profound thing. I, I woke up this morning, right? I did my stuff, you know, went through my day. But I turned on Jesse Lee Peterson. At the time I turned him on, he said that line from Ephesians. To their hardness of heart, put off your old self, which belonged to your former manager of life, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put off the devil. The devil is man and is manager to you. Put that off and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And to put off the and put and to put on the new self. The old self has to die, folks. It's been managed by the devil, and you think you are managing it. You think that you're in control of it. You're not. It's been managed of the devil, by the devil. You want to put on a new life. And God, your mind will be renewed. Once you overcome the old mind, as you overcome the old mind, by the way, because every time you can see what's in you, the mind is being renewed. It really, really is. It really is. He does this, this stuff so simply. He does this so simply. And, oh, man, depth of it, yo. This, this phrase stuck with me the entire day. Locked within the futility of your mind. Oh my goodness. I pulled up a track the other day, Lace Chiba, with um Wu-Tang. What it said, I'm boxed in, sucking hologram tits, inhaling oxygen. What are you with your phone? What is the masonry of man in comparison to the the beauty of what God has created and, and built for us. You know? 
I think about these things during the day. I did an exploration to the matrix today. Um, I went out after going, after hearing this thing from Jesse Lee Peterson, realizing I have been locked within the futility of my mind, meaning that I'm locked within thought. What not only does locked within thought mean I'm locked within my own brain sequence, meaning that I'm not pushing things, I'm not moving things. I'm not changing my circumference, changing my surroundings on a regular basis. What is a spirit? What does a spirit have but time to study you? If a spirit had generations to, t- to study the deferring sexes, to study the, the, the dynamic between insect, dynamic between mammal, dynamic between amphibian, But it can't push it. How does it push it? It's watching you. It has the windows. It has the looking glass. It watches you. I'm smoking, but as Jesse Lee Peterson said, he said, don't make it a big thing. Be aware of the fact that you're smoking. And just realize you have to conquer it i thought the profound when you're rolling it up when you're doing whatever just make sure you're aware of the fact you have to conquer it gosh man then you wonder why 21 studios is going after this brother with homosexual allegations from felons Sorry to say that. I know Jesse would not approve of that. Every man can change. This is a B system. You know what I'm saying? I know Jesse would not approve of that. I know there's a reason why Jesse has not spoken out against these men. Because at one point in time, he loved these men as brothers. And therefore, he refuses to speak on them. Profound. My God. I went out tonight and I attempted through gender roles, right? To subdue whichever prey I sought fit. You know, I talked to one, she, she was nice. She would have given the number, but I wasn't really checking for it because she's leaving soon. You know, she's from Long Island, she's nice. I checked another one, she cool, but she left me to go hang with a homosexual and then Want to come back to me and say, what's up? I was trying to hook him up. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get you back on the right path, bro. That's your shorty. You know what I'm saying? You rolling with her. <laughs> Another one we talked for a while. She was with a cousin. I try to be as respectful as possible. You know what I'm saying? Nice as possible. And not even nice as possible. is, you know, normal as possible. Cool as possible. You know, because the cousin's there. So you don't want to disrespect. Especially because the male cousin's there. You don't want to disrespect. And then he sort of way. Just like, hey, how you doing? You cool? You know what I'm saying? Nice talking to you, blah, blah, blah. We had a nice conversation. She took my number. Whether she calls or not, is irrelevant. She's leaving next week. 
Um, however, using the Masonic principles, right? And the, the fact of being a free man, being a free man, I saw the world differently. I saw human interaction differently. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm gonna bug you out. I'm gonna bug you out. I'm gonna bug you out. Yeah. I'm gonna bug you out on this one. After hearing this thing from Jesse Lee Peterson, right? I I, I kind of came to a combination whereby it's like the fruition of, of of thought coming into action. Yo, I ain't even I ain't even going. I ain't even like yo to my own horn or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, yo, this shit was live. It was funny. I don't, I don't want to get caught up in the ego. It was funny. Not really funny, but it was it was touching, you know? I was talking to a brother of mine, right? And I'm like, wherever you are, Australia, England, Switzerland, they will need soldiers. God will need soldiers. And I know he's out here on this Polico thing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I can see it in his eyes, but I'm not hating on it. I know that's something you have to conquer yourself. But at the same time, you still can't protect, provide protection for a woman. And you require protection as well. You know, so I'm putting them on the game. I'm just listening in the background, right? And they got a, a, a thicker shorty no here. She's talking. I mean, not that it's relevant, you know, just just how I saw it at the time. And she was mentioning it to her friend that her father had passed recently, right? While I was talking to him, I was a good distance. And I told him, yo, you see that woman right there? Her father just passed. He said, which one? I said, that one there in the blue. He said, how you know? You know her? I said, no, nah, I overheard her just now as we, were, as we were standing. You know what I'm saying? So she came up. She walked past us going to go get a drink. And I said, condolences on your father. And she was like, um, yeah, um, my father did pass. I said, yeah, condolences to your father. She said, how do you know? I said, I'm, a di I'm in a different world right now, right? <laughs> and she was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? And she was, just, she was just like stunned, stunned, brother, stunned. You know what I'm saying? And when she passed on, she walked past and she kept on moving. I told my boy, I said, yo, masonry ain't shit. Masonry is just spa shit. <laughs> he cracked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, that's all it is, spa shit. My apologies for cursing him. I, do, I don't do it in anger. You know what I'm saying? No kids, I don't think. I don't have any youngsters under the ages of 16 who will probably be listening to this broadcast. For right now, this is just for the, the men. You know? And I'm just like, brother, you're going to need somebody to pair up with. You know what I'm saying? Just like, and he's like, yo, some of these women want to ride you. I said, no matter what, these women have to understand right now within the beast system that they're going to have to allow the man. It's up to you whether or not you want to be ridden. You have all rights to that. You know what I'm saying? He said, you got to feel them out. You got to love them. You can't push them. I said, I understand completely on that. You know what I'm saying? But things are getting deep. Right? I don't want my boys out here on police. I say, yo, I want as many of my brothers to be men within my circle and, and, and protected during this time.
I said, because I saw him in a different place than he usually at. You know what I'm saying? I said, I only see death for you here. Right? I don't know why I say these shit, these things. I don't know why. I'm nuts. I'm flipping nuts. I drank a few too many rum and cokes, and I'll be going to some other ether world shit. I said, I actually had to apologize to Antonio. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm thinking it's probably because my cousin is out there too, and he's not doing too well, but he got a wifey right now. He's, he seems to be okay last time I saw him, but... Yo, when I told that shorty that, they had, they had to blow her whole mind for the week. She done. Then I bounced, yo. She done. Now, what I did was a, a half exploration into the matrix, right? Whereby I did the lead-in. I made myself appear as a mystical, you know? And from then I was to... What other masons, what other not masons, other magicians I would I would call them, right? Free men would do. Using that information that they had that was spied on, that was listened to in the ether. They would use it against them to get monetary value, get monetary gain. Right? This is what I would refuse to do. You know, depending on the situation and the, and the type of individual I'm dealing with. Because we must admit. There are people out there who are not the best. You know? There are people out there who are not the best. Whether they need to get rooked or not is irrelevant. Some, some of these people need to get deleted. You know? Tipsy talking. You know? <laughs> but as in, as in they are deleting us from the social credit score currently, and, and they do it regularly within China, whereby the kickboxer was removed and deleted from social credit score, and now he's living basically as a pop, as a pauper after going against karate martial arts officials, martial arts masters, and, and destroying them basically in the ring on on film, right? So I say this to say. It ain't nothing deep. <laughs> this shit ain't nothing deep, bro. Like, mm, wow. Neo. Neo in this bitch. Let me die some bullets, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yo, yo. Wow. Let me play some more Jesse Lee Peterson. Man. The GOAT. Thank you. Because he's brought me out of so much anger. He's brought me out of, like, his teachings have, have brought me closer to my father and also brought me closer to my mother. You know what I'm saying? Brought me closer to towards myself. Brought me closer to God in a whole different way than most people even understand. You know? I miss the fellowship of church. You know, when I was growing up as a young man, I missed the fellowship of church. I thought that was a beautiful thing. Everybody going for a good thing, you know, praying for God and blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought that was a good thing. But I believe my works are supposed to be on the streets for a reason, you know. And 
I, maybe I told that brother I see death there for him because I saw a, a death there for myself. It could be that. Because I'm, I've become, it's not normal, but maybe I've become somewhat paranoid. You know? And I believe it's in, with good reason because we're, we're coming into a, a time of famine soon. You know? So, but at the same time, I need to enjoy the life that we have. That I always have that New York in me. But if you look at that person the wrong way, you might get chopped up in the middle of the streets, in the middle of a bus. I've been in, I've been in a world, I've grown up in a world whereby watching women getting beat with a payphone was just Thursday. You know? My, my, my worldview is going to be different than most. And not say it was a regular thing that I would see that, but when I did see it, like, I don't know if it traumatized me, but at the same time, it's just like, that's part of life. And you got to move on because you're living in New York. And I don't know if whether as a child I understood that or not, you know, but I know I, I didn't take things to heart. When my grandfather got beat by my, my cousin who was on, on, on coke and he, he, he mugged my grandfather. I just told myself, you know, I'm not effing with you no more. Like my dad said, I ain't rolling with you no more. You know, I'm not, we're not friends. I don't want to play a Sega Genesis. You know? Um, I don't know, man. Like one time I came home. It was a bunch of police out there. I'm not sure if I saw the brains on the ground. I was pretty sure I saw the brains on the ground. But a dude had jumped out of the apartment building across from us. You know what I'm saying? And when I came home, it was all out there. I just got out the door. I went inside, watched some TV. I was like, yo, welcome to New York. You know? <laughs> I mean, we grew up in a society whereby, like, the words were, the, 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 main, the main discords were, Mother effing, titty sucking, booty sucking B. Like, <laughs> that was the join. <laughs> Everybody was dropping it, yo. And whoever said it faster was like the shit. <laughs> the ish. <laughs> I grew up in a whole different generation, yo. Robocop and Rambo and Rocky. Like, we wanted to fight. We wanted to be men. You know? And I, I, I like that. I like that. I like growing up in that. You win some, you lose some. So what? I mean, I'm, I remember why I lost most of my fights after. <laughs> I remember exactly why. When I was five years old, I had a, a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine named Michael. And we was in school. I don't even want to say the name of the school because these people be watching everything you do. Um, we was in school, and after school, we got in a fight. This was like my best friend, right? So my dad, he was a Vietnam vet, so he used to train me like every couple of days. He used to train me how to fight. So at this time in school, was it five, six, seven, seven, about seven, 
And for this time in school, I was like, I, I, bet. I mean, this was the second time I had my dad had me on on trigger. <laughs> my dad had me on trigger, yo. Anyways, so I start beating the shit out my best friend at school, and his mouth is all bloody. <laughs> like I feel bad about it, yo. I feel bad. I felt so bad about it. And we was learning Martin Luther King at school, and he was like, peace and all this. I'm like, okay, I gotta be peaceful. <laughs> I lost every other fight after that flight. Ten years, <laughs> easy. It's like, nope, I could take it. <laughs> Peace on earth and goodwill to men and all that bullshit. Yo. <laughs> Got my ass beat, man. <laughs> trying to be trying to be more of the king in this bitch. <laughs> Peace, then. Yo, when I beat him, his mouth was so bloody. The janitor had to pull me off. I remember, all I remember was his mouth was bloody and the janitor pulled me off and I was mad at the janitor and I wanted to fight the fucking janitor. <laughs> That's all I remember. Like, traumatic experience at the age of seven. <laughs> and yo, I'm going to tell you the other traumatic experience. This is the age of maybe, what? Six. Six, probably like a year before this happened. Right, I, I had quit. I quit fighting after that. I it was my MF birthday. <laughs> I let this all go, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just putting in some jokes, you know what I'm saying? This is like it was my birthday. Right? And I had a cousin in, not a cousin, a godbrother, and I had a lot of family over for a party. So my godbrother is taking my gifts. He's playing with my gifts and he's bogarting my gifts. And he's a little fat, chubby kid, right? He didn't know my dad would tra like was training me every other day. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, after that, I stopped the training. I should never have stopped. I should have just been glad. <laughs> you won great. Anyway, this time I didn't stop. Anyway. <laughs> this time I was just like, yo, you're going to get what you're going to get. So I'm like five, six, something like that, yo. And we start doing musical chairs, and he's trying to bogart me for the chair. <laughs> I beat that boy in front of his parents. But dad, my, no, no, no. This ain't this ain't that ain't how it happened. Right? First off, I gave him the look. <laughs> Cause he had my he had my toy. And he was acting out of, out of out of place. You know what I'm saying? So I gave him the look, like, are you for real? As a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. <laughs> All right, I let that go. My dad, and then my dad saw the musical chairs joint. My dad was like, get him. <laughs> that was it. That was it. He was done. <laughs> my god brother, I don't care. Welcome. You gonna meet God today. <laughs> I'll beat him in front of his parents. <laughs> Y'all blacked out. <laughs> I told my parents. All I remember was Popeye. I used to watch all this Popeye the Sailor Man and like beat a Brutus and shit. Like there's a reason we, we feel good when we see people beat these big weirdos. <laughs> straight. Straight, man. Straight. <laughs> I said, no, that's so you got to go. <laughs> Yo, man.
So after that, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, all right, well, I guess I want musical chess. <laughs> I'll let that go. But the next time when I be my best friend was like traumatized. Anyway, <laughs> what was I talking about? Exploring the Matrix. Like, they have changed all of this about, man, to school. You get in a fight, you get beat by the teachers. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, um, I won the fight, though. You do some wild stuff, like, I was a wild kid, yo. I was a, I used to, I, I mean, I made a point to enjoy my childhood. As I said, at 16, I was reading Malcolm X, autobiography of Malcolm X. And I wasn't stopping for no tests, none of that. <laughs> Whatever I get on a test, I'm cool, I'm about to go to get it work. I ain't, I ain't got time for that college-ish. You know what I'm saying? I'm done high school, that's it. Y'all had me long enough. That's just, just how I thought. I'm like, yo, I need to get some money. And luckily enough, I actually had a friend who was down the street that I used to talk to an older woman. She used to like the way I look. Whatever. I don't know if she wanted to molest me, but nothing never happened. It was cool. Probably kissed once or something like that. You know, she was a lot older, but she was still a teen. All right. So, or like 19, something like that. Anyway, she told me they got some work down in a certain place. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go check it then. And I made up my little resume, did my little thing. I had my, my, my test results, the SATs or whatever. They was good enough to get the job. I got the job. And I was thankful enough for that, like getting into a good job. I worked that joint for three months, $100 a week, eating, eating like basics, skipping lunch. I'm working. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was done with that job, like I rolled to the top of that job. I got an advancement, got a promotion, started going to go across the countries. You know what I'm saying? From a different job. Then from there, I moved and got a bigger job. Then from there, I moved and got a bigger job again. Like, I was just on it. On it. When you talk about capitalism, a lot of people don't understand. Whatever you want to get, you can get. I remember there was a show called The Pretender. The Pretender used to go and switch up jobs every week. One day, he'd be a nurse. One day, he'd be a doctor. One day, he'd be a surgeon. One day, he'd be a fireman. Next day, he'd be a cop. Next day, he'd be a detective. And he would just switch them up and go from state to state. He was on the run. Deep, yo. Pretender. Check it out. It illustrates what a free man really understands. If I have family that's been in school for like almost 20 years straight and before that another 15 years straight and they can't comprehend what i talk about on the level i mean i go into the logic of life differently to the way i go into the logic of medicine but it's similar i speak differently if i go into the logic of medicine you know what i'm saying then and this is how the masonic works too because i will confuse your mind I don't really need to, you know what I'm saying? Because everything is straightforward. You want something good for yourself, hydroxychloroquine, iver ivermectin. You know, start drinking some tea, work out. Um, fast for a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. You ain't feeling well, fast for a bit. Get some um, worm medicine. Whatever worm medicine they have still available within your area, you get it. Whether it's albendazole or whatever. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. If you can't get worm medicine, get grapefruits, get lime. And furthermore, most of these viruses are fake. Everything is parasites. Cancer can be dealt with by worm medications. It's a parasite. It's like a tumor. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to be in your body. Whatever's not supposed to be in your body can be passed out of your body. It's deep. It's deep. You know what I'm saying? Most of the things that's happening in your body is due to the poison they give to your body. Gosh darn it. Catch on. Exploration of the matrix, y'all. Wow ish. Real ish. Faith ish. They're not going to give me no big platform. I don't care. What's my boys here? This. And I got my little crew. When I pop up in ATL, I just give you a shot like, yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? Let's get this popping. I got a few connects. Maga, Maga. Two A's on the end. Make America great again, again. Yo, man. Yo. Deep. Deep, bro. But I felt really good about giving that lady a hug and telling her condolences for her father. Not so much about freaking her out, you know? More happy about the exploration of it and understanding it and realizing that it's real and it's very simple. It's not brain science, you know? Your wall is made up of mental fortresses, of a mental fortress. Each one has a layer. You peel back the layers, you get back to the basics, you won't see exactly what's going on. You know? Yo, anybody who listens to this, yo, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Everybody on my Twitter and whatever, anybody who listens to this, thanks. To Eduardo Asunsolo, thank you, my brother. Thank you. I mean, the interviews we have were so pointed, I'm very proud of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, Dana J, official Dana J. The Grown Folks Corner, maybe for most of the people. For the people who really know what's going on, we, we're on the other channel as well, too. You know, but the Grown Folks Corner is the nice one. That's the one that's basically about R. Kelly and, and the situation we're facing. But underlying that, we have another record that we're dealing with. And you can see that on um, Podomatic, I think. I put it up, the ongoing Rico against um, R. Kelly and Dana J. But really, it's an ongoing Rico against R. Kelly, Dana J., Levi for Kelly, and Prima Donna. Because I'm so glad Levi for Kelly realized that that dude documentarian was actually trying to pull you away and leave you without protection thank you brother thank you for waking up they use us we are we are puppets on a string no more yo whether or not whether or not you know what i'm saying i, I live to, to enjoy this this new awakening i am i am very proud to have come to this state of, of, of thought you know, I think everybody else who's actually come to the state of thought whereby racism is gone, anger is gone, just seeing life as it is and realizing that, you know, we're all part of a play. You will have to, Jesse Lee Peterson is saying that our hearts are hardened. Pointed, brother. Yo, I'm sorry, man. I don't hear, I don't hear any preachers talking like him. Our hearts are hardened, right? But we must turn that hardness towards our enemies and have compassion for those who were taken by the lie, by the, the, the brother, the, the children of the lie. Yo, man. Mm -mm -mm. But anyway, let me just finish this.
Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner, which belongs to your former manager of life, and be renewed in the spirit manner of life, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Yo, y'all could talk all this, you know, world's racist thing. None of y'all have nearly started a, a, a whole block riot. <laughs> None of y'all have ever actually sought justice actively on the scene with another individual and got it. You know what I'm saying? And to come to the point in life where racism doesn't exist is so beautiful and it's so alleviating. The person who got what they got that night deserved to get what they get. Possibly they were taken advantage of and, and they also threatened a brother of mine's. You know what I'm saying? Enough is enough. I gave you a chance. I actually protected you on this walk, on this journey. Now you've lost my protection and found exactly what I really am. Your judge. And to come to this point whereby racism no longer exists, oh my God. Oh my God. It's beautiful. If you could see what I see, if you could see character instead of color, how much nicer your life will be. I got brothers in the streets that's grimy and shit. You probably, you, you see him pull up your windows. It's like, yo, what up, what up? It'd be cool. I'm talking to ladies, it's like the bomb. And we cool. Shouting their cousins like, yo, what up? And we cool. Shouting like the other nicest one inside the spot. Like, yo, you cool? We cool. I should have got the number because Shorty was nice. But I told myself she was like, attentioning. And she got all that fake hair on her head. I, I ain't really feeling that right now. Yo. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just... I'm in a whole another matrix right now. I'm out the matrix right now. And like, I'm just seeing life different. And it's so beautiful. And I would like everybody to get to this point where they, they remove this husk. And I want you to ask yourself, what racist situations have you been in in your life? And have you been able to, to, to modify it? And what could you have done differently? I spoke about the fact that I had guns drawn on me before by police, you know? And what I could have done differently would not have been to drive up into a darkly lit area. Talking about, yeah, I'll pull over right here. <laughs> I could have died there. They were really racist, yo. They could have killed me. Dudes behind the garbage truck aiming at me. And I was just like, yo, what's up? I'm just laughing my shorty there. I'm like, oh, what's up with him? <laughs> I'm looking in the rear view and dudes like, Trevor, do I just a registration? Like, yo, the car's unregistered for right now. We got like a 30-day um, thing period, grace period, but... Yeah, here's the license and stuff, man. And it was, you know, it was a pretty cool interaction. <laughs> I don't know if I did that, why I did that. Maybe I, I was a Maude Orberin, you know? I feel, I, when, I, when I get to the point where I don't feel like I fear nothing, I don't, I don't fear nothing. You a person just like me. And furthermore, they're aiming for you just like me. We're on the same side right now, whether you like it or not. I'm not talking about color. 
the ones who show themselves your enemies don't realize they're about to be overpowered as soon as you get overpowered. Because other people are watching from the outside. Slow, man. These people slow. They're just greedy. They're just full of themselves. They think they can do whatever they feel like. I will never be that. I will never become a wolf when I could rather be a lion. Yo, the time for, for Judah, the lions of Judah to rise is upon us, yo. It's upon us, you know? The time for the lions of Judah to rise is upon us. Get through it. Now, you don't know what all that means at all. Intellectually, the devil is telling you what it means. Thank you. But you got to know that. You know what? That sounds so good. But I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Because if you go along with the devil interpreting for you what it means in your mind, you're going to think you understand it, think you have it, and you're still not going to change. Mm -hmm. Because you're still listening to the devil. This is why I was thinking about this all day. Like, even if I get it, I'm wrong. Mind-blowing, yo. Absolutely mind-blowing. Not to know that you don't know, and then you will know because you admit you don't know, you have no idea, right? The devil is not giving you any ideas, so you'd have nothing to hold on to. All people hold on to ideas, and that's one of the problems. Mm -hmm. They hear somebody read something, or they read it in the Bible, wherever they think, and and because Satan turned before them, they think they got it. And all they do is just repeat it. And they don't even see that they don't have it because their hearts are still hardened. They don't have a soft heart, a heart of love, not emotional love. That's of the devil. Isn't that amazing? That's the new life. Ephesians 4. Now this I say and testify the Lord. That you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their mind. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance of their of that in because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of the of life. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put up. Yo, when I see myself now compared to like before, change a million. I wash my hands with soap. <laughs> change a million, yo. Like, and and to know that there's more to change. It's like, what's next? Let's explore the matrix, you know. Uh, the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. That is so deep. That's my goal. I saw my boy tonight, too, because I went, I went to another spot, pick up a drink. You know, some beverage, soda, not the best. Um, I was like, yo, how you doing, man? I see you all the time. How your little man doing? It's like, yo, you good, good. Like, cool. And I roll out. I had to freak him out. I had to freak him out. People don't know I'll be watching, you know. 
I'll be quiet as kept. <laughs> like, you have to watch him. But not like to be like deep into somebody's shit. Just like, yo, you're doing your thing. I see you. You know what I'm saying? Get through your thing. I don't want to disturb you on your peace because right now you, you're on with your little man. Much love. You know what I'm saying? And you're going in your direction. But right now you're also the alpha. So I'm going to make sure you keep that stance and that space. Yo, yo, right now, man. Finish, my brother. I so, love it. And then last but not least, let all bitterness. And see, that's what I read you up there, right? And as long as you have, hold on to that bitterness and stuff, you have the old life. You're living the Old Testament, not the new. Mm. And the thing is, I was kind of holding on to a little bitterness. Not really. But I have a feeling that one of my cousins had killed my grandfather, my step-grandfather. And every now and then it would pop up in conversation. You know, not with anybody too much like outside, but like for the most part, we're just like, it would just pop up to me that maybe she pushed him downstairs, you know. I realized listening to this right now, yo, just leave it alone, you know. They will reap what they sow, you know. Yeah. If they have to sow anything at all, it might just be. Paranoid, but right now I'm just seeing through everything. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. The things that you're trying to show me that make sense don't make sense. You lying to me. And I'm just looking behind it, and I'm seeing other things. Maybe I'm paranoid. So whether I get it right or wrong, you know, is relevant. But I just don't believe the narrative that was given. And I believe this, should, this is a, a, a concept that... I would like to apply to all of my previous posts. The narratives I was given don't make sense, so I'm bringing a different narrative that, not even a narrative, something more based upon evidence and, and thought process than, you know? If my step-grandfather was, was scared or, or kind of worried about her, him, her even being in the house when he's on the phone, you know, worried about me coming to chill and see how everybody's doing. You know, then that's a problem. But I I have to let it go. Because there's nothing that, that can be done about it now. You know, there's no justice to be served now. Except for whatever justice is meeting up upon them or upon her. When the time is right by God. You don't know. Yo, I said inside Dana J's chat, yo, like I seen some stuff like this here before, like with this enterprise thing, but not to this level. Not to this level. I had, I know dudes, like I had a neighbor one time, dude whipped him with a Corvette. I was like, yo, how you get that? Check fraud. <laughs> yo, he got locked up. You know, whether it's behalf, on behalf of me or whatever is relevant. You know what I'm saying? People like to say on the net, I don't snitch and all this stuff. But you know what that does? That makes you an accomplice. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing to do with that. He could be lying. I'm not I'm not involved in nothing weird. That was his thing. And he had problems with it because of it. So whatever. That was his thing. He just took me for a ride like for like five seconds. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, damn, maybe I need to get in this. <laughs> but I didn't, yo, I didn't. I was just like, mm-mm. That that seems a little too traceable, trackable, weird for me. I'm I'm not into all that. I like straightforward. I don't like no weird. You know, I'm not, I'm not into that. It's only now I'm looking into the magic. 
and it just goes to show you the magic is all bullshit. Because if I could do it just like that, yo, now I'm, now I'm a freaking psychic from another world. I'm just living in the spirit world. I'm fucking sixth sense in this bitch. I see that people. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord, sorry, Jesse. Sorry, Jesse. I'm cursing him to you. Lost in your words. Yeah, I'm lost. Don't worry, I'm going to find myself. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, all, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Thanks. Along with all malice, be kind to one another. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, mm. forgiving one another, forgiving one another, mm. as God in Christ forgave you. Forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. You're not going to be able to live a free life on earth until you do that. There's just no way out. Mm. You will live in fear. You will, and every human being that has anger has fear. They're bitter. They're afraid. They're lonely. They are, they have wrath. Revengeful. All that. If you truly, truly, truly were to were to were to get to know yourself and see what has made a home in you and the depths of it. It will cause you to understand your father and your mother, and you won't believe how wicked they are. Well, it'll blow your mind, but you won't resent them. You'll be able to see. And how your mother have gone out of her way, just out of her way, to create you into the same hell that's in her. And how they have used you to get a process of identity because they were so miserable. They're trying to live off you, trying to make you right because it was so wrong. It was so wrong. And they have created you in their image. We are a spirit. We're not a physical. We live in a house, a physical house, but that's not who we are. And this forgiveness and letting all this malice and anger go applies to every human being on earth, not one that it doesn't apply to. And likewise, every human being on earth can overcome it. If they were to just pull away from the crowd, become an individual, and look at themselves. That's all you have to do. Forgive as God in Christ forgave you. Then you shall be free. But the hardest thing in the world for people to do, especially with mama, is forgive her. Your mama is wicked. She couldn't help herself. Her mama did it to her. Your father is wicked. He couldn't help himself. His mother did it to him. And it just passed down to generation to generation. I got to tell you, my producer put all that together. I just saw it this morning, and it was deep. It was so deep, I had to ask, well, what all that mean to you, anchor baby? And he laid it out. It's deep. You have to be seeking to understand this. Otherwise, it's just intellectual nothing to you. It will not help you at all because you're holding on to the intellect. There's a higher intellect, there's a lower one. And that's the one that you're living by. 
Because that's why you're suffering. And that's why you can't stand alone. You're lonely. You're scared. Oh, if you're so scared, you got to be willing to stand alone. And stand alone means not to go along with the crowd. See it and know it for yourself. Know the truth for yourself. Love your enemy. America was built on this, folks. I don't care what anyone says. When I was growing up, these things were taught. By example, we never put another human being over us. We listen to others, but we never made, I've never made a human being my hero, guru. And there's so many that I admire and respect, but not hero respect. You got so much to let go of, you don't even know. And that's what I did with this late, young lady today. I became her guru. And I could have played upon it and taken advantage of that one. Right? It's all spa shit. It's not deep shit. Because you're not thinking for yourself. You're following other people. It's amazing. So thank you, Anchor Baby, for that. That was deep. It's deep. Not was, but it's deep. You want to overcome your fears, you got to start within you. The real fear is in you. It's not out there. The people out there are, are have fear too. It's like the fearing people are fearing the fear people. The fearing people are fearing the fearing people. What the? It's just another person. And you act like that person is God. You put aside what you know for what they know. And they don't know what they know. <coughs> because their hearts are hardened. Mm. They have no love. And you don't realize that because you have no love. America was built on love. Families were built on love at one time. Exceptions to the rule, of course. Steve is out of New York. Steve, welcome to the show. You're Amir. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Steve. I haven't heard from you in a long time, man. Um, I was away. I was away for a couple of uh, months. Okay. Anyway, um, I've been. I returned to New York City, and I'm like socializing with my area, and. Uh, I came across a couple of waiters, waitresses, you know, they're like, oh, I'm trans this, and I'm like, I get so turned off by it, you know, and I'm like, I, I, I just want to like... You said they were like, what? They say what now? They're trans something or other. Oh, okay. Trans, you know, we're these trans people. Okay, I got and, it. I thought you said and, plan, and, and, plan something. No, no. <laughs> okay. And, um... I want to know how how should I react to that? I mean, I, I don't I, I really don't want to engage in conversation with them at all. I really don't. After they said their friends and their pronouns are such and such, and I'm like, I, I really don't care. I don't want to talk to them anymore. I don't want to be around them anymore. I just don't. You know, it's just. I grew up in New York City. I had gay friends. I had friends that grew up in my neighborhood. But these are like, these are different type of weirdness. I'm sorry, I can't, I, I, what, what should I do? What do you think I should do? 
you should when not be sure you don't be sure not to resent them they cannot see and just go live your life and not be bothered about how someone else uh is living their lives and what they say about themselves if you were like living your life it wouldn't bother you at all it would you would have understanding about it and if you want to talk to yeah. them then you will if not you won't but you should not judge them don't resent them I don't want to mess them, but I just don't want to talk to them. It, so it, just, like, if you don't want to talk to them, just don't talk to them. That's all. That's all good. Wish them well and go your way. You know, I, I, you know, I, I said to one, I said to you understand yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did I just say? You, you know, if I don't want to talk to them, I don't want to talk to them. And uh, I just be on my way. Right, because you shouldn't be bothered at all about what another human being does or say or act and how they act in their life they cannot see and so you should not be bothered by it at all not one iota i guess that's right yeah because, because if you are bothered by it you're no better than them you're an individual why be bothered by what another individual individual do so the problem is not with them, and yes, they do have their problem because they can't see. But the problem with you is you are bothered by it. I guess you're you're right again. You're right again. So so keep your eyes on yourself and wish everybody well because they're blind. Forgive them. They know not what they do. They can't see. As Christ sent as god sent christ and through christ god forgave us likewise we should forgive others who are we that we should resent others you know what i'm saying yeah i got you so don't, don't be you. yeah keep your eyes on you and don't be moved by what someone else say or do wish them well they cannot see thank you very much you're welcome buddy good to hear from you super chat there's one line open Every darn other pastor I hear, you know, I mean, every other one, not every one, every other one is always trying to hold on to this nonsense while preaching about better pastures and better places. And there's nothing greater than what you are now, which is a spirit with a host. With this host, you can move things. Imagine being trapped within the spirit of your mind and you cannot move or shape your reality hold on no thoughts i know nothing you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm still learning as, as i continually realize every day i'm still learning you know and as we grow then we will think. I, I recommend everybody listen to William Cooper. Um, who else? Jesse Lee Peterson, of course. Um, official Dana J. That's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Especially grown folks channel. The grown folks channels for the grown folks. The other channels when we go and get petty and start going at this Rico behind the scenes. <laughs> because we'll be injecting some evidence and dealing with some things you might not really catch on to yet. But this is pretty big. Um, 
I found peace in that. You know, trying to balance the law. I try. I found peace in that. Because what happens for one happens for all the rest. I have people that I grew up with. I have brothers that I, 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 I helped raise. You know what I'm saying? And seeing them being subjected and beaten down by this beast system is just like, nah, man. And then the woman wants to jump on you too. First of all, the woman jump on you first. The beast system jump on you first. Told the woman, yo, I got something for you in the beast system. <laughs> she jumped on. She's like, you want a piece of this beast, beast system thing? You're going to have to capitulate. <laughs> You're going to have to bow the knee. It's wild, yo. To where my man is minimized. You know? Yo, I feel my ego, my ego self is so full of myself from freaking out that short even like. <laughs> and then, and then like organizing with the other nice one. It's nice, yo, it's nice. But I got a way to go. Like I said, yo, you got to work on your body. Once you work on your body, the rest of things fall through. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people ain't really inside this dating world and stuff. So y'all don't really understand what men who date go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, psh. it's not really a wifey market right now. We're not meeting, um, what's we call it, flow from um, good times. <laughs> we getting wheezy from Jefferson's. It's like, ah, uh, wrong, wrong. Habitual line stepper. R.I.P. Kevin Samuels, yo. Um, I left, I left that alone for a bit because they brought some other judgments. So. Instead of insinuating, like I said before, everything is a legend. However, for my eyes, the narrative was wrong. And the narrative I found was more correct. And I, I can only deal with my own discernment. Because God gives me discernment. You get me? So, R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. Um, Prima Donna. Big Bob Penny. Sky Life, S-K-Y-Y-E, Life on YouTube. I'm a mod, yo. I got a wrench. This what's up. <laughs> I ain't no wrench seeker, man. I don't do that Sly Fox thing. You know? Even out miners and shit. These people are weird. These people are weird. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So you, before we do the super chat, man, you got to explain this shirt. Yes. Uh, Bible Thumper Thursday. Bible Thumper Thursday shirt, Holy Roller. This is David, young David, with the head of Goliath. See, amazing. Nice. I didn't realize when I was growing up that David was so young when he conquered Goliath. I didn't know he was, I think he was still a teenager. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I think hate told me that recently. I'm like, what the? And what was David's father's name? I don't know. Jesse. Oh, it was? <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're at the break. So we're doing when we come back. Right, right. Yep. I'll read some super chats when I come back. 888 I just thought that was nice to share with people, man. I mean, right now you, were, you, you have a body. You're not just a spirit, you're not just your thoughts. 
You're not just what's on your phone. You're not just your tweet. You're not just your live. You're not just like your audio clip, your podcast. You are a person that can affect your society and your environment. You can move things. You have a body. You have a host. It's very important. For those who want to commit, who, who have felt suicidal within recent times, like there's nothing more important than what you have right now, which is a body with a host. Whereby you just don't have to watch. Whereby you can try to impact your environment. And I hope I impacted that young lady for the positive. Though. You know, this is my first. Well, I can't say my first. I've, I've kind of done it naturally before. You know, by nature. I don't know why I've snuck into like big concerts and backstage and I'm chilling and, you know, smoking a blunt in the concert and, you know, meeting up with Grammy Award winners and, you know, getting, you know, like, I I used to do that naturally, but when you see, like, the world unfolded, it's a, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. The world is based on law, right? Respect. I don't know, I just feel like ending on that. The world is based on law. <laughs> this is profound, nigga. This is profound. It's deep shit. <laughs> you know how much deeper can you get, son? <laughs> the world is based on law. You got it. Yo, that's like a Kamala Harris movement. And we're re-educating because we have to re-educate. In the re-education zone. Yes. We're going to bring Hispanics to re-educate. And all these conservatives. Hispanics, no jabs. Conservatives, all of you need to get You must have COVID. You have COVID. You need the fourth booster. And my dad passed, yo. He left this song with a CD inside the arm. This is why I must make sure I take care of my family as much as possible right now. And for my sake as well, but my spirit won't rest unless everybody good. That's why I must like. Sugar my note, simple as that. Lord, it will be fine. But very soon, you start to blow my mind. I just couldn't see you and I were not meant to be. Oh, just the other day, me and Sam. She found another love. You wanna go away? You wanna go away? You wanna go away? And that's just the 
I love um, Sugar Mino, right? <laughs> Yo, I gotta get this to you, man. I gotta get this to you. Yo, I want to be. I want to be a five. I want to be this, the fifth heartbeat when they got rid of Eddie King. <laughs> Can't nobody sing like Cody Kane Jr. Oh, nights like this, I wish, I wish the raindrops would fall. Let it rain, let it rain on me. Nights like this, I wish, I wish the raindrops would fall. Oh, would fall. This is when I like this, yo. First one was the fight. Time to wear my clothes, JT. Oh. We ain't gonna do it right. We ain't gonna do it all. You're not gonna do it right. You don't do it all. That's right. We ain't gonna do it right. We ain't. Break it down. Nights like this, I wish, I wish the raindrops would fall. Let it rain, let it rain on me, yeah. Nights like this, I wish, I wish the raindrops would fall. Oh, baby. Which car you want? 
<laughs> I need to talk to you about your books. My office hours are from nine to five. <laughs> yo, man. I hope I give everybody a good feeling on this one here, yo. Because, I mean, I'm, I know I went into some deep stuff earlier. You know, it's not for everybody. But, you know. Mm. Yo, y'all ain't know, man. Y'all ain't know. Y'all ain't know, boy. I had plans. I had big plans for you, boy. I had some plans. Just in case he's mm, not all that he seems. Just in case he's not what he should be. Oh, baby, take my number by your side. Hey, you want to call me? Call me, call me, call me. Just in case the fool sets you free to me. Yo, I used to be able to do all that, yo. I used to be able to trust. No, I want to say free or Kelly. Our brother's about to come free. And this song is for you, brother. Thompson is a um, Mason. Not Mason, but like a, pushing this whole Lucifer family thing. It was a cop with a cop segment. It was his movie, you know what I'm saying? It was fake. I got nothing but love for you, baby. Got nothing but love for you, baby. I used to sing like Dunham Man most. Not Dunham Man, no. Dude, big dude. This song for you, Kels. This song for you, Dana J. This song for you, Willie Buffy Kelly. Go, going on. Oh, the stars in the hills. 
Messages they leave for you. I, I, I learned this one as a young man from my father. He actually had to take messages they leave for you to follow. This for the real old heads who know how to appreciate music. Like, you ain't always got to bump and grind to the joint. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, this is for the old heads who really appreciate music. A lot of y'all youngins, if y'all catch on to this, you are wise. Thank you. I caught this one young you. Everybody was talking about Jimi Hendrix, but a lot of people like overlooked George Clinton. I really overlooked, but didn't want to put them in the same category because they don't want to have another one at the same level. And at the same time, they, they, they do this Masonic replacement thing. So it's deep.
cosmic slop. Yo, watch the movie. You know what's deep about this? It's like, if your body is so important, right? That means possessing your body got to be even more important. And they possess you through anger. Wow, yo. Wow. You have to actually allow the spirit of anger to inhabit you. Ooh. Deep. If I could, if I could create almost a riot with anger, without anger, oh my goodness. Oh my. And actually, when I did it, when, I, when it almost became like real wild, wasn't really with anger, it was just like a search for truth, a search for justice. Like, what are you doing out here? You wilding for real? Then you want to disrespect my friend, I allowed you to bounce. Deep, yo, deep. And those weren't my best times in life. The best times in life the quietest times. But, you know, I'm just thinking, as we're coming into a time of war, you know, your old fights pop up in your head. You know, in old situations, I should say, can't say a fight. It wasn't a fight. Y'all ain't even gonna know this one. It was on the same album. This was so close to five heartbeats, man. I love this one. And plus, it was in my in my tone too. Into you now, into you now, into you now, into you now, baby. I ain't here for a while, yo, saw you. I can't get into somewhere to do this I can't get into look at it, close above. I can't get into somewhere to close the doors. If it's right, it's alright. For me now, you now, if it's right, it's alright for me now. Whoa, it ain't like it ain't until you find, until you find. It's alright, it's alright. I read your mind. Whoa, into you now, I'm into you. Into you now, into you now. Imagine me into you. Oh, oh, oh. into you now. I can't get into. 
To all that no more, man. After I find out like what everybody's getting into, just kind of sad, you know. I mean, like at some point in time, like you have lived off of these people. You, they have fed you. They have clothed you. They have 
It's like, are you not going to learn to work with them at the point whereby the whole society is about to be broken down in Europe and you yourself are about to be enslaved? It's, it's kind of silly, man. You know? Yo, I know nobody ain't going to know this one, man. I'm just jamming for a minute, man. Getting these drinks out my head. Of like jamming on a strange beat. I love jazz. I love thing. I love jazz. I love rock. Anything with the swing. But I ran into a friend that told me there was so much more at the finest lives. It's everything and all. Bring you Charlie into one. You want to take me? Charlie, we got to bring you Charlie into We got to bring you Charlie into By that time, I saw the analyze. What are they trying to tell me? like this. me, baby. Oh, I like Beethoven. I would dance, I would sing, I would dress up in my bed. I would fly, but never too high. I got the door from open wide, and you can't hide. Can't hide. Got the door and You got to bring your child Yo, masonry, yo, architecture, architecture. It's probably why I can, I can understand it so deep. Sequences, architecture, numbers, deep, deep. Also, the program is like I'm seeing it. Hey, it's in my feet. It's all over me. <laughs> huh? I'll leave your parties over. <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just kidding. Don't think I'm that arrogant, y'all. I'm not into all that joint. 
I just like to make jokes. Man. Party's over. <laughs> This whole album, this is the only album I had. But I got the one with the Witch's Tower after. The one I really love, yo. This, maybe this is what, what got me so deep in the music. My dad was really into music, man. The, the beauty of the karate, man. Plus, I used to play violin. Yo, if anybody's on that Polico, yo, drop it, drop it, drop it. Don't make it a big thing. Start letting it go. Let it get off you, man. The United for a Funkadelli. Oh 
Childhood, like it's yesterday, yo. Sitting in my dad's car, it's an old beat up Honda. You know what I'm saying? He had a little tape deck, and I played in the tape deck while I was waiting for him. I'll be in there for you know, a good little while. And I was going through the tracks. And my, and my dad comes to the car, I'm like, Yeah, I like this album. I like this. I like this. Tape. Go watch American Psycho. <laughs> like Harry News is so eclectic. <laughs> and the sound of this right here, the way it just goes into your information on the guitar solo. Beautiful. And then the keyboard. It's so simple. Did you know that R. Kelly does all of his arrangements as backup singers um, for his song himself? Especially in some of the more widely acclaimed songs. Man, it worked his whole life, yo. And it's like, you want me to get this? You can try to take from me? Yo, we gonna see you, yo. I'm gonna see you from early done. Yo. If I don't see you, you hear this, yo, y'all gonna see it. <laughs> I see your ass. <laughs> I'm a one off. Was a Jimi Hendrix song impersonated for like years done in the UK, yo. Deep, deep. That's why I told you, yo, like using that magic, yo. I got backstage, like, I'll meet some good people. Woo. Yo, man, that album was the joy. Yo, welcome to the Matrix, man. Yo, I don't even want everybody here just never listen to this, yo. Thanks. And yo, I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy this motherfucker. <laughs> I enjoy it. 
Let me see, yo. Um, yo. See, the thing is, right? I love to inject evidence. <laughs> it's just a hobby of mine, you know? To inject some evidence inside your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Before signing up, you boys ought to try a little. To make sure the room is staying. Right. Little taste of Doctorism's formula to see what you'd get in exchange for your freedom. Go ahead, try it. disunity tries to pit one of us against the other through class warfare, race hatred, or religious intolerance, you know that person seeks to rob us of our freedom and destroy our very lives. And we know what to do about it. And now, gentlemen, no violence, please. And don't throw those bottles. Don't throw those bottles. Welcome to the Great Awakening, y'all. Maybe rooted for some than others. Um, I want to do another one. <laughs> because I brought up his name, yo. Can't just bring up his name like that and bring up these. Thank <laughs> you. 
Boy say yes, she lived as him. He lived in his shoes mentally for years. Sick, yo. I used to be at work, yo. They used to hate me at work, man. I'd be singing along. Why did I do that? Making myself such a nuisance. Laughing at work while I'm watching Richard Pryor. King, yo, Drill School, Crossroads 2010, it's a library. Man, he says this, he sings this so powerfully. Like, it's like all that, like he's got to the end of it, he's tired of it. Bodies we have are amazing. The bodies you were born in are amazing. There's some things coming up for the future. What about a thrill will never be gone?
I want to ask you something seriously, right? When is the thrill going? And I want those of you who may listen to me who may want to have like more of a concept of what I speak and why I speak it. To look in the story. After Jack Johnson, this is where it was. targeted by the federal government or targeted by the federal government slandered through media propaganda. R.P. Sam Cooke. time of 66 before this came out in 1964 around the time of 66 when, when america sort of began taking over he was probably or most likely hoping that those people would begin um dealt with by the system you know removed from society or banished from society because of what they were doing he felt he probably felt at a certain point they were going to get caught sorry i didn't mean to interrupt my mind wanders, man. It's allegedly. You know. But he had to know that King was engaging in orgies. He had to know about the secretary. He had, this is 1964. He had to know everything that was going on. And it was a problem. These are the unsung murders. Nobody cares because the coroner said so. Who are you? You're just a person like me. Have you, have you been thorough? How thorough have you been? And I say, brother, help me please. Or I'll be Kevin Samuels. But he winds up not in me. Thank you. 
who do you think owns this? 1965. Very important. Who do you think owns this? You think her daughter is able to live off the proceeds from her great her mother's great work? It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, yeah, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. This how they infiltrated, right? And whoever they, whoever they, they don't even have the story up here about the royalties. Hold on a sec. I need to get this. I need to get this. I don't want to do this for another day because another day I'm not going to remember this. Ugly battle over Nina Simone's life story, Strange Fruit. The creator of a Nina Simone musical argues the music legend's legacy is being controlled by white men who are blocking the black community from telling her story. A musical icon's legacy is a delicate thing. Estates of the greats are often left in the hands of their family members who diligently work to honor their late loved one's memory via posthumous albums, overseeing licensing agreements, or giving their blessing to a biographical film. What happens when an estate isn't run by those who knew the artist best? It's a situation that Broadway actress and writer Leona Mitchell and Tony Award nom nominated producer, excuse me, Rashad V. Chambers claim they are currently facing with Nina Simone's charitable trust, which controls her recordings and is not run by her family, but a California fiduciary firm with involvement from Simone's one-time lawyer, Stephen Ames Brown. Over the past decade, Michelle has been developing her passion project Little Girl Bloom is Nina Simone musical, which she wrote and stars in. Mm. It seems two white men that own the rights in Daily Beast, but I heard the story differently. Thank you. Nina Simone's family blames Kamala Harris for taking Singer's estate away from them. Daily Beast, the singer's granddaughter also, sorry, singer's granddaughter claimed that Simone's family no longer runs her estate. Want to hold someone accountable, she wrote. Ask Kamala Harris why she came from my family. Nina Simone's daughter, oh, here we go. 
Nina Simone's family blamed Kamala Harris for taking Singer's estate away from them. By Cheyenne Roundtree, started a fire. The singer's granddaughter claimed that Simone's family no longer runs her estate. Want to hold someone accountable, she wrote. Ask Kamala Harris why she came for my family. Nina Simone's daughter and grandchildren have declared they will no longer be silent, claiming her estate had been taken away from them and they are placing the blame on Vice President Kamala Harris. It kicked off on Friday evening when Rayana Simone Kelly, the daughter of Simone's daughter Lisa Simone Kelly, praised Chloe Bailey's sexy rendition of the singer's iconic song, Feeling Good. Everyone's coming at Chloe Bailey for her performance. But what y'all don't understand is that grandma was a free-spirited woman herself, Rayana tweeted. She would have loved that performance as much as I do. Relax. Chloe killed it. Grandma was unapologetically herself, she added in a follow-up tweet. She was a new fucking badass woman who did what she wanted when she wanted. She was a sexual woman and she expressed that. Educate yourselves. If grandma could, she probably would have done that performance herself. Still scrolling through comments about Simone and her legacy, Rayana came across a tweet questioning why her estate would make a Twitter account for the singer years after her death in 2003, and she decided it was finally time to air her grievances. We as her family don't run her estate anymore, the 22-year-old declared. It was taken away from us and given to white people. Our family name was dragged in the media. We get no royalties, nothing. Want to hold someone accountable? Ask Kamala Harris why she came for my family. Nina's granddaughter here. My family doesn't run her estate anymore. It was taken away from us and given to white people. Our family name was dragged in the media. We get no royalties, nothing. Want to hold someone accountable? Ask Kamala Harris why she came for my family hashtag Nina Simone. The iconic jazz singer's family gripe with Harris goes back to 2013, when Harris was serving as California's attorney general. After Simone's death, Kelly was made the administrator of her estate, as well as a charitable trust that Simone had established. It was Simone's last wish for the charity to support the musical education of black children in Africa. But in 2013, Kelly was accused of breaching her fiduciary duty to both the estate and trust, allegedly draining up to $2 million from its coffers, including a $1.5 million deposit into her personal company, according to court records reviewed by the Daily Beast. Harris oversaw the case and came down hard on Kelly, at one point wanting to surcharge her nearly $6 million, plus more than $2.5 million in interest. Eventually, the parties came to an agreement. Kelly was stripped of her title of estate administrator and agreed to relinquish her rights to Simone's works. She also was barred from saying or implying that she had any affiliation with her mother's legacy and estate. This never sat right with Kelly and her children, with Rayana ripping into Harris in her tweet storm, accusing the politician of separating her family, taking away their family's rights, and leaving the estate in shambles. Ask her why my mother had a gag order put on her and cannot speak on these things. Ask her why she didn't even want my mom to be able to say she was Nina Simone's daughter. Ask her why she wanted us to walk away with nothing. Ask her why she bullied my mother in court and my mom almost killed herself from the depression. Wow. Wow. Oz. Wow. You almost killed Nina Simone's daughter? Wow. Um, allegedly by way of in impacting her, her, her mental state and finances. Wow. I'm going to sleep, man. He demanded. It's deep. Ask her why my mother had a gag order put on her and cannot speak on these things. 
Oh, I'm so tired, yo. <laughs> you know, and I don't go looking for it. It's just like I remember certain things and it pops in my head. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'll be trying to do like little nice things about, yo, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm out, you know what I'm saying? Told the girl, yo, condolences to your dad, yo, made it feel good for a second, you know? Much love and roll out, you know? And then I'll, I'll get into sad. Why she didn't even want my mom to be able to say she was Nina Simone's daughter. Ask her why she wanted us to walk away with nothing. Rayana said Harris twisted the knife even further when John Legend performed Feeling Good on the night of the inauguration for President Joe Biden and Harris. John Legend again? Why are you always around these things? I mean, you helped fund um the, one of those one of those um times up movements, didn't you? Why are you always around this thing? And you you actually spoke out against R. Kelly. So this was this was organized by, according to, what you call it, motions. It was organized. Why? 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 I'm so tired. My grandmother created. Yo, check it out for yourself, man. It's on Daily Beast, man. It's on Daily Beast. I'm just trying to keep it kosher tonight. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to keep it kosher, man. God sent me on a journey, yo. I'm sorry. Something beautiful with her life while she was here on this earth, even through all her pain, Rayana concluded. I am so proud of her legacy. I am so proud to be her grandchild, but I feel separated from my legacy as if it isn't even mine. On Saturday, Kelly took to Instagram to stand by Rayana, proudly saying she had started a fire. I support everything she said, Kelly said. She's speaking her truth. She's speaking the truth of our family. While I may not be able to speak on certain things, 
Those close to me who witnessed the happenings firsthand are choosing to step forward with the truth, she added in her caption. For those who believe everything they read in the media, you have been misled. It's very frustrating, Kelly's son Alexander Simone told the Daily Beast, clarifying that while his mother has some say in Simone's estate, the family is largely excluded from any conversations about projects involving Simone. When Zoe Saldana was cast to play Simone in a biopic about her life in 2016's Nina, the family was outraged, having no say in the matter. Alexander declined to clarify who exactly was in control of the estate. When Kelly resigned as administrator, the court appointed Los Angeles-based San Pasquale Fiduciary Trust Company as special administrator of the estate, as well as making the firm the trustee of Simone's charitable trust. Nothing comes back to us, he explained. Nothing, no recognition. We kind of get overlooked. It's sad, but it's been happening so long that we've learned to live around it. Everybody else is benefiting off our family name, and nothing was really coming to the family. As far as royalties or anything that has to be done, it doesn't come back to us. It goes directly to the estate. It's hard sometimes to fight a battle that they tried to make. It shouldn't be a battle at all. speak up for those whose voices aren't being heard. To see and address the problem of crime, not just the consequences, and to shine a light on the inequality and unfairness that leads to the justice. Just recognize that not everyone needs help, and many need, quite obviously, is help. Kamala Harris wrote that uh, in her book, The Truths We Hold. Uh, does that sound consistent with the kind of with, with the brand of justice that you saw administered by offices that she was running? It definitely sounds like Kamala Harris right now as a senator, but at the time of her being the head district attorney of San Francisco, that is almost polar opposite of what I felt and what our community felt in San Francisco. This is about where are we? Uh, right now, we are in Sunnydale Projects, where I was born and raised at. And this isn't a place that you would want to bring outsiders into, and a place that they don't want to go. This ain't a place that feels comfortable. It feels like you might get robbed, you might get shot. Police were keeping files on you, your brothers, and other people who were living in Sunnydale from a very young age. They are, have already had me labeled because I'm in this community as a potential gang member, potential killer, potential drug dealer. You gotta wake up to the fact that, you know, things are set up against us. There is a conspiracy. Yes. It happened there, to you. Exactly. There it's is proven a court. Absolutely. Places like this have been developed for predominantly African-American people to not be able to succeed beyond it. What did you know about Kamala Harris? What did you know about San Francisco having a, a black DA? Nobody in the hood ever worried or focused on the DA position in general. But 
people did focus on it just a tad bit that it was black and feeling like, okay, this black lady in office, Kamala Harris, she's going to understand where we come from, you know, and have more of a, a sympathetic way of prosecuting people that come from our communities who have been plagued with no opportunities. This is Hunter's point where these different uh, projects and communities used to really war with each other. Jamal, in July 2007, what's going on in your life at that point? I had recently just came off of I Love New York. And also, that's when my friend Sel Cuckoo got killed. More than a year goes by, and no one's been arrested in the case. You haven't even been questioned. I haven't even been questioned. The police were still, you know, trying to get a conviction by all means necessary. When I was arrested for it, the community knew I didn't do it. And it was a, here we go again. See, this is why we don't trust, you know, law enforcement because it gets to a point where somebody who didn't do something goes to jail for it. I don't have no history of crime. what? I have a history of being around in the community, but that doesn't mean that I'm a suspect. I'm like, oh man, I'll be out within 72 hours. They're gonna figure this out. They're gonna clear this up. And then when you found out what the evidence was that they supposedly had you on, uh, can you, there wasn't much there. Can you describe what it was? They had a, a woman saying that she's seen me uh, kill Sarah. The second witness that they had really wasn't a witness at all. She said anything that the police officers wanted her to say, and they said that her recollection of the of the events was extremely credible. So that's what ultimately got the arrest warrant. The district attorney of San Francisco, Kamala Harris, appeared in the courtroom during trial twice. Yeah, the two times that Kamala Harris um, sh showed up to my trial was the when I got convicted and also when they laid down the sentencing. When you saw her on the day that the verdict was handed down, did you take that as a bad sign? It, it felt to me that she was well aware about my case and she was there to set her presence, almost take pride in getting a conviction. After more than six years in prison, Jamal successfully appealed his case. When I put in my appeal, the people that's fighting against my appeal to keep the conviction is the attorney the general office. I learned in reading, you know, their their reply to my appeal, and you see Kamala Harris' name at the bottom. And now it's starting to feel a little personal. When you win the $13.1 million, it's a massive settlement. Did you feel like that was enough? There's not an amount that could get back those seven years that uh, was well, six and a half years that I spent in prison. But instead of me coming home feeling like I was a victim, I wanted to prove that I was that I'm a survivor and I will not let my story go unheard. You know, I'm not necessarily saying I'm looking for an apology, but some acknowledgement from her that she could have messed up.
will be, of course, that'll be you. You could have made some mistakes. You could have missed some things. For me, it was a big miss. You know, I had life in prison. I met people in prison that was wrongfully convicted. I want my story to be out to provoke reform, ultimately. Beyond that, I want to be able to be who I want to be. I'm an actor, you know, I'm a musician, I'm a father. I'm more than this person that was framed. I'm more than this person that was wrongfully convicted. Justice for sure people. A whole entire time that she started the circuit when she first announced her presidency um, last year or so, she lied when she was asked about the truancy. Like people have to understand, ten percent of time is not a lot. It's only three no, days. It it's That's only three true. days of the school year, so and it doesn't matter. My daughter was protected under her 504. She was supposed to be protected under these governing laws, and they still came and took me to jail. Had it as if photographers was there. I mean, oh. looked as if I killed somebody. And that's how it made me feel like I was Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, what did I do? Because I had everything in place in which they tell me how to do and how can they go around and smack me in the back literally two weeks after I had meetings with the school. Because technically on record, they had her missing like 40 something days. I had to take them to court regarding those days to have them fix her record. 12 days after I had that meeting is when they submitted my name to the VA. So they knew exactly what they were doing. I wasn't aware of the truancy situation. I knew about the letters. I was calling the principal. I was always active. I was an active parent from day one, showing documents, showing everything that is required when you have a sick child. I knew my daughter was sick. It wasn't no question. She was born with the condition. So when you're being monitored by the state, you're being monitored by the federal government because I have opiates. I have narcotics in my home so uh, under these conditions this is what i know and i knew i needed to protect my daughter by having these so-called documents that never literally protected me or her that 
They got money for this. This was this was something that she encouraged. She encouraged them to do this. Because why is it within two weeks they submitted my name after I had a 504 plan meeting and an IEP in process? All of this was in process. So let me tell you, my legal rights were violated. My daughter rights was violated. And due to the fact that attorneys didn't know nothing about truancy, they kept sending me through the circle. And literally, it was like my name was Black Hole. I could not find an attorney. With nobody except my kids. And even Did the NYCP help you? No. I couldn't get All I can get was angels. To die. Well, you, know, you went to the NAACP. I did, and I couldn't get no response. They just basically told me they were going to get back to me. And never got back. And never got back to me. And next thing I know, they actually endorsed Kamala. And that's the whole reason on why. Because at the time that I contacted them, when she was doing this whole Black circuit. This is what I call it. Some people want to call it, you know, the chicken noodle soup circuit or whatever. But our whole circuit, BET, the Breakfast Club, all of them type of circuit, she was going around saying she didn't. But people don't understand she is responsible for this bill. Regardless of the jurisdiction, California is her jurisdiction. If you're the Attorney General of California, everybody in your jurisdiction is California. There's no in-between. So how is she not responsible if she was the one who it to be a criminal offense. Not the fact that you can just go to Starve and get some programs, but everything that they listed when they did this whole police, police press release was a lie. They did not give me no big brother, big sister. They lied on every single thing that they said they all I'm gonna get into all. This affected you financially, this whole thing, since, because how long ago was this and everything? Well, first of all, during my trial, I was unable to get a job because it was a criminal ongoing trial, and they had it set up as a trial for two and a half years. So it wasn't like it was in preliminary, so anytime my background got ran, they saw it. So it was immediately, oh no, come to us afterwards. I got- And then the truancy charge. Maturancy charge, yes, was only it's a felony or a misdemeanor. It's considered a misdemeanor, but because okay. I guess the way they run your background, anytime you have an open criminal case, they don't want to mess with you. So, on top of that, I'll have to protect my name due to her benefit so I can ensure that she can still receive that part. And I got put out of my home, I ended up getting evicted because of it. So, my eviction is still on my record. I still have to clear my record from the arrest. So the arrest record is still there. I'm in the process to try to get it expunged, try to figure all of that out on top of still trying to maintain the health and safety of my child. As a gang member, I'm not even from Orange County. I'm from- Wait, 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 wait. What do you, what, you, jump, you threw that in there. What do you mean, pin her as a gang member? Because the whole truancy thing, if you really read the truancy thing, was about, um, oh, they're going to be a gang member. We want to prevent them from becoming a gang member due to the amount of things that they miss. So it's a gang retention program. GRIP, that's the program they were trying to put us in. That they wanted her to have probation officers. They wanted her to go through that system. 
why do my daughter need probation officers? That was my question. They wanted me to bring her to a SARB meeting after my arrest, not before. And when I did my research, SARB was supposed to come first. I was supposed to go to the review board first, but they mandated her to come and I didn't want her to come. She didn't need that stress. And I told them no. And literally that happened after my arrest. So yes, they pinned her as the gang member. She's going to be a robber. She's going to be in prison. And I'm like, how can you say that about a child that is truly sick in the hospital? Like that doesn't even make sense to me. I couldn't wrap my head around that. Like, and all I kept saying to myself, like black and white, her doctors always gave me letters. I wasn't, it wasn't ever told to me, oh, you need a doctor's note for every excuse. I had documents up the union. So for whatever day she was absent, I had a doctor's note for her. What is the, why am I going through this for two and a half years? I could, I still don't understand the two and a half years part because that, it took me from my son I don't remember parts of my son's life. It made me partly suicidal. I had to go from home to home. I, it was horrible. Oh, study. So when she first did became attorney general, oh, come ahead. So, yeah, she did a whole study on it. And if you Google it, the whole truancy study with Kamala Harris. I mean, she had videos, she had this whole round table, and I'm like, okay, to a point it makes sense, I get it. But you got a kid that is sick. Like, that's the part that didn't make sense to me. She's documented. Like, how? Like, what is the point of getting the 504? What is the point of getting the IEP? If it ain't gonna work for the children, and if it's not mm -hmm. gonna help the parents, and if what is a five hundred four? Because you keep you keep saying that I just want to make sure everybody knows what a five hundred four is. It's it's a reasonable accommodation. So basically, any time that your child needs to be accommodated for any reason, say your child broke their foot, and they may may need to be accommodated because they have to have crutches. Typically, crutches are not allowed at school, so you'll have to get certain documents in place, submit them to the school. They will allow your child to have the crutches. They may need to leave class early if they're in junior high school, so they can leave class maybe five minutes early. If they need to be tested in the particular area because of distractions, they'll be able to do that and it's considered reasonable accommodations. And if you need water at your desk, if you need to have medications at school, if you need to have a wheelchair at school, they're supposed to accommodate those things. Um, an IEP is a little different. That is around education. So if your child may have a learning disability, you may fall under the IEP plan, which is an individual, individual education plan. So those are the ones with speech impediments, the ones that may have ADHD. They get a special education plan. But then you have those that may not need an education plan because they're smart. They don't need a special ed teacher. So the from the chat, how did your daughter feel about the arrest and how did it affect her? And I'm gonna go into some details if you're okay talking about that then. I'm, I'm fine about um talking about it. My daughter took it pretty hard. 
Um, she saw it on the news, so I wasn't able to tell her. Um, so it really impacted her emotionally, and she had a stroke a year later. So my daughter, at the age of 13, suffered a, a really massive stroke. So now her right side is hindered. She is right. She can still talk. She can still function. Thank you, Jesus. But again, you know, her right arm is affected. She cannot use her right hand any longer. So throughout my trial, I was also having my daughter's health. We got a question from the chat. How did your daughter feel about the arrest and how did it affect her? And I'm going to go into some detail if you're okay talking about that day. I'm, I'm fine about um, talking about it. My daughter took it pretty hard. Um, she saw it on the news, so I wasn't able to tell her. Um, so it really impacted her emotionally and she had a stroke a year later. So my daughter at the age of 13 suffered a, a really massive stroke. So now her right side is hindered. She is right. She can still talk. She can still function. Thank you, Jesus. But again, you know, her right arm is affected. She cannot use her right hand any longer. So throughout my trial, I was also rehabbing my daughter throughout the trial. We got a question from the chat. How did your daughter feel about the arrest? Your respect, fam. One more song. Okay, talking about that day. Um, I'm fine about um, talking about it. My daughter took it pretty hard. Um, she saw it on the news, so I wasn't able to tell her. Um, so it really impacted her emotionally, and she had a stroke a year later. So my daughter, at the age of 13, suffered a, a really massive stroke. So now her right side is hindered. I want, I want you to kind of get into the day of, like, what, are you in bed? Are you in the kitchen? How did this all go down? Well, it, I got to backtrack a little bit because there is a, what they, well, I didn't know what they were actually trying this whole currency thing, but they were sending me letters and I was responding. And I kept, I was pregnant at the time, I was due at the time with my son that is now seven. And I'm like, I'm due, I'm, uh, I was high risk. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it to this meeting because my son is doing any day. So I got a call the day after I had my son, and it was very an intimidating call. And it was like, why you're not here? And I'm like, I'm in the hospital. And I, like, they were cussing me out. And I'm like, what is this about? Get home two weeks later, they denied my daughter her IEP. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to reapply all over again. Reapply. Next thing I know, an investigator came to my house. I'm under the impression the investigator is to help me with services. Again, I'm always the one looking for services, trying to find advocates to help me with the situation. So thinking that the investigator was there to help me, I'm giving out information, not knowing until he was getting ready to leave my house. And I said, excuse me, sir. He was like, here's my business card. And I looked at it and it said, Buena Park Police Department. I said, wait a minute, do I need a lawyer? He said, oh, no, Miss Peoples, you're fine. And I'm like, okay, in the back of my mind, I'm like, something not right. So about 30 days later, a knock on the door. My son's father actually answered because I was asleep because I had our son was colicky. And just put him in the bed. Shayla actually went to school this day. And he come back and he was waking me up like, Shrey, Shrey, police at the door. And I'm like, 
police? Did you just say police? Like, why would the police? You know, in my mind, because I'm asleep. So we had a townhouse where I had to go down the stairs to get to the door. I opened up the door and I'm sun is in my face. I'm looking at this cop. He was like, are you Sheree Peoples? I said, I'm Sheree. And he was like, I have a warrant for your arrest. I want you to kind of get into the day of, like, what are you in? So now, so now let me ask you something, because we're backing up. What's weird? I want to say respect to Tone Talks. You know what I'm saying? I wish he would evolve past certain things, but I want to say much respect to Tone Talks. About this whole setup for me with and three people's young is sorry to hear about your daughter. She has this whole system, and I'll read about it in a second where she was seeing. Um, where she was sent in San Francisco, her DAs to go and question parents. And then you have a use of that information then to criminalize or to bring charges. It's, it's very sketchy as, as, a, as a criminal defense attorney. It sounds like even it was even a step further in your case because you have an investigator that actually from the police department coming in asking you questions but not making it clear that he's actually doing it to investigate a potential charge. And then using the information against you, I, I, I mean, the, again, I bring it back. This is Cherie Peoples. Huffington Post covered her. She is one of the, the, the uh, victims of Kamala Harris's truancy laws. Her daughter has sickle cell anemia. She had the paperwork, and they wouldn't accept the paperwork. Essentially, uh, under the truancy laws, she was forced to go to jail. How long did you go? To, were you in jail? I mean, they told me that. It it was a special warrant and they were processing the release and at the time i had no clue on what they were talking about so it really was just to make a point a tv statement because i went in and went out that same day but the whole entire process after that has been a lifetime because it hasn't been the moment that it hasn't followed me whether i'm dealing with you know my income situation i'm dealing with the eviction, whether I'm dealing with making sure my daughter has health care, it still follows me because I still have my arrest record. So even though the charges were dropped at the end of the day, it was just like, that's it. Like, no apology, no I'm sorry, no nothing, you know? And then they waited so long to where my options for court was just out. And then nobody would pick up my case. I was blackwalled. Like, my name, no matter who I called, wouldn't nobody pick it up. At the end of the day, at the end of Eve, at the end of womanhood, womankind. But it, it's bad. It's horrible to have it nationwide. Truancy should not be a criminal offense, point blank. Now, I understand if you want the kids to get an education. Everybody should want their kids to get an education. That's not what I'm saying here. When I, Don't get me wrong when I say this. But truancy is not the reason why kids go to jail. It's not, it's not, that's, don't put it on truancy. And it's not the parents' fault. A lot of parents got to work two jobs nowadays. We can't just be at home to ensure some of us, we drop our kids off. You know, we do what we need to do. And yet they may bitch. Yet it can be other things that's going on that is causing the problem. Or you may have, you know, a migraine, your child may be dealing with medical problems and you need the medication and your child missed two days. And that third day, they consider the truant. 
and they need to really understand that after that. Said, how is that she's giving giving off impression of being a gang member? Why are they coming after me? Peoples was caught up in the hugely complex forces. Harris and her tough on truancy stance unleashed more than a decade ago. Harris has since replaced her punitive stance with the message that parents of truant children need help, not scare tactics. It's a shift that happened roughly in step with voters, waning tolerance for using the criminal justice system to address complicated social problems and Harris' own preparations to seek higher office. In the memoir she released shortly before announcing her candidacy for president, uh, freedom of information. Um, I'm not modifying any of this here public speech. Parents describe her work on truancy as trying to support parents, not punish them. I'm gonna come right to you so you can actually speak to that. And let me read a little more. Yet the penalty she once championed for truancy and the way she originally thought about the issue are foundational to how California handles truancy today. People's arrest wasn't a freak occurrence. It was the inevitable outcome of Harris' campaign to fuse the problem of truancy with the apparatus of law enforcement. And people is far from an outlier. There are hundreds of families across California entering the criminal justice system under the aegis of Harris's law. Um, I guess, what do you think about this whole thing where she tries to actually run from her role in this thing as a black woman? Quote, she, she did this. She was the one that started this. I don't. Quote unquote. Her, her father's Indian, Brahmin Indian. He lives in Jamaica. And her mother's also a Brahmin Indian. I don't know how that makes her black. No. And her kids take, follow her. So if this is something that she created, of course, they're going to follow her lead if she's going to be the leader. But again, if she was for the people, if this was to help why I didn't get the services, why she didn't get the big brothers and big sister program, why they're not pushing the services over the police. No disrespect to anybody involved. This is free public speech. With a hatchet. Can you imagine somebody just stabbing you over and over with a hatchet and you're not getting any relief and you can't walk and you can't do anything because you're in so much pain and all you can do is yell and scream and I'm supposed to take her to school though. And then when I take her to the hospital, they're giving her morphine. So I'm supposed to take a child that requires morphine to school while she's yelling on the way to the hospital in my ear because every time I hit a bump, it hurts. And now she has bone death. You have a, a, at the time she was 14 and need a hip, a hip replacement. So this is the type of thing putting her at like a gang member and she needs a hip replacement. I call her my old lady. How is old lady gonna be involved in games and know anything about games when she spent the majority of her time in the hospital and then utilize the things that are meant to help her hinder her and, and put her in the space to where, oh, now I can't do the Ryan Seacrest Studios, mom, because they're using it against you. Because they were using it things that were meant for her therapy against my currency case. Oh, she Okay, well, when she's at the hospital, they have therapies for her. So they have music therapy, they have occupational um, occupational therapy, they have physical therapy, they have um, all kind of, she even did acupuncture. So she gets all kind of different therapy. And they have the Ryan Seacrest Studios at the hospital. 
So I used to post Shayla doing little things at the Seacrest Studios to keep her motivated, mm. to go in production. And so she used to go down there and interview celebrities. Shayla has a resume of celebrities. I mean, she has been featured on Oprah Magazine for a dance she did with Jennifer Gardner. And they used these videos against me and said, oh, I'm taking her to the Ryan Seacrest so I ain't taking that child nowhere. She at the hospital. She got a hospital band on, and y'all talking about I'm taking her. Like they coming to her. Woman, the woman, black woman, the black woman. But don't use I'm a little black girl on the bus. Come on. Guess what? My daughter was that little black girl on the bus. That was me, that little black girl on the bus from Watts to Marina Del Rey, every waking up at five in the morning every day to go to get an education. But yet you want to see here and portray my daughter as a gang member. So therefore I must be one too. And I'm not, I'm not a gang member. Let her be real and be honest. Apologize. Come to me, woman to woman, black woman to black woman. But don't use I'm a little black girl on the bus. Come on. Guess what? My daughter was that little well, like you said, unexcused absences, right? I had excused absences and I went to jail. So what's the difference? That's my thing. You said that's that was the whole thing. I had excused absences and they still came and took me. Like she used she used my back to step on me to in order to get ahead. Like I don't feel it should have been a sister against a sister, and that's what has been created. It has been a black woman against another black woman. And that was something that, when I said this is all a political game, and it's a trap, because guess what? Once you in the system, you're paying fees, you're paying fines, you're paying, so you're going to be contributing to the system, whether you're paying in probation, whether you're dealing with it with your criminal record, it follows you. It's that tunnel. It's that tunnel. And Once it's not necessarily the kids. What about the parent that's really doing right? What about that nurse that need her license? Because guess what? You need a license to practice. And if you got a kid that's hard-headed, knock, 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 and you trying to get him to go to school and he ain't, it's on you as a parent. And it should be providing resources for the children, for the parents. What is really going on in the home? I call it other factors. What is the other factors that involved? Because for me, it was my daughter's illness. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. You really care about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. You really care about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. You really care about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. Yo, thanks again to Tone Talks. Yo, big respect to everybody out there, yo. Have a good night. You know, one love. And thanks for listening to be listening.